Hey, welcome out to the Grace Ops Podcast. Brian Phillips here. So I went to Lake Geneva yesterday and I sat with Dr. Ryan Benchimer with Expedition 44, Pastor Steve Castle, and Pastor Bob Lindquist. We're all great friends and we're on the same journey together. We are a band of brothers, uh, the four of us together. We sat down and we went through five recordings of Ravi Zacharias, who was an international apologist, apologetics for God, and he he had a powerful message, but yet his inner world was massively corrupt and ultimately ended in a terrible sex scandal. So we're looking at his mistakes really as men of God, not to pick on them or to try to act like we're better, but really just pulling out like, hey, where were the red flags, where are the safeguards uh, that we can have in, in place of our life, whether we run a ministry in our family, our backyard, or even something international or national. So I hope you enjoy these next four to five podcasts. I'm using this same recording here as an introduction to all of them. So what you'll hear next is uh, what we recorded. We'll just jump right into it. God bless you. Remember to live upright. Uh, share our podcast and, and the culture that we're creating with your friends. It actually is working in a powerful way. Maybe one day we'll get into some testimonies and share some of that. But we love you. We're here to empower and equip you. Enjoy. Expedition 44, here with some of my best friends in life. We got Bob, Ryan, and Steve. They're local pastors. And I invite them out here because we have something <clears throat> in common that we are all blood covenant brothers, but even more in common than that is that we're really into raw, authentic ministry, and specifically, in some cases, men's ministry. And we're going to talk about the Ravi Zacharias incident, and you've probably, if, if you're tuning in, if you searched this and found it on YouTube or looking at the podcast, you probably know a lot about it. I think the average person has kind of read articles, watched YouTube films, and they're kind of aware of all of the specific issues, and we're not really going to rehash every one of those issues. Quite frankly, this has really been a, a turnoff to me within Christianity, because I watched a couple guys kind of go through this just sobbing, like couldn't keep it together at the remorse of the Christian, you know, community going through this, and I've watched other people like, you know, pastors throwing darts, you know, kind of like under the bus at, at the church and, you know, everything else. And we don't want to take part in any of that stuff. But what we want to do today is talk about a lot of the issues that surround Ravi Zacharias and his ministry and relate it back to you and me as normal people, but also talk about people like pastors, whether they're, you know, mega church, multi-millionaire pastors or the small church with the congregation of 50. Yeah, one of the things that was on my heart when we were getting into this was that, um, what does Ravi have to do with you? You know, some random dude that did some stuff. I mean, he, his, his whole ministry was apologetics, which the average Christian out there, they don't even have a clue what that even means. Am I right. making an apology yeah. to people? Like, <laughs> And so his entire ministry was on this apologetics thing, and he was in this this super elite intellectual club of Christianity that a lot of people are just like, whatever. And so what I wanted to do was to drill this down to you, Joe Average guy, Joe Average gal out there that, you know, homemaker mom. What, what does this have to do with you? 
uh, factory dad or, or the guy that goes to yeah. to work at the office every day. What is it? What is, what is there any application whatsoever in your life as it relates to how you can live either successfully or is there indicators in your life that potentially is putting you on a destructive path that's going to make you fall as well? So we want to use this information to bring protections to bring uh, potential places for you to go inward and assess your own spiritual contexts and see if there's things you can do to make adjustments for your safety or to see if there's things that are going on in your life right now that might be red flags or signs to you, your spouse, people in your life that you need to make some adjustments. So that really screams that word that everybody hates. Submission. Yeah. Accountability. Accountability. (laughs) With everyone in your life. Yeah. And, but certainly and specifically, people that you can count on, that you can be open and transparent and vulnerable with, that will come alongside you, not in condemnation and guilt, but in a loving manner to hold you up, hold your arms up, stand with you, declare, yes. correct those actions in your life and bring them back to a kingdom principle. Yes. Right? right. right. That's what irritates me as I see in the body, like, like Ryan just mentioned. You know, there's a whole bunch of pastors <laughs> flinging arrows at Ravi. Well, really, that's not the issue. Right. We got it. The brother fell. He had right. some issues. Got it. Let's talk about how we help each other not be in that same position. Yeah, great point. Yeah. Yeah, in the Christian Christian culture, it's really easy to, for me, it's been a, it's been tough for many years. <laughs> but you watch some of these pastors that are throwing arrows and maybe see what comes out of their lives. Because it's really easy to throw stones. When I heard about Robbie, because I always appreciated Robbie in his ministry, and I still will. You know, I appreciate the anointing that God had on his life to speak and communicate the gospel in a powerful way, and to a generation that needed to hear it, kind of the way he said it. But when you go into his, his personal life, when I heard the news, it was kind of it was like a mini nine eleven in my life. You know, it was like you kind of remember a little bit of the, like hearing that you're shocked, you're disappointed. But the first thing I felt was just my own life. I was like, well, how how is your life doing? You know, that was the first thing I did. Is I internalized like. Man, dude, you're, you know, I'm going, I'm trying to reach a nation. I'm trying to champion men. I'm trying to do a lot of the same types of things in a different way, different application. But how is my life? You know, I started to look, I just looked inside. I don't care about throwing arrows at the guy. You know, I've been, you know, if sin disqualifies me from ministry, then I quit now. Yeah. You know, like I quit now. I can't, I can't make it this way. Oh, so, yeah, you know, my, my whole thing is like, this is a sign of a, of a aching culture, moral decline. And, and I, I've said this for a long time. It's not even my own idea, but you know, the culture's problems started in the church. You know, the, the church watered down the gospel and all this stuff anyway. So we're, we're now left with the aftermath of dealing with how do we put this back together and how do we actually swing this back in the right direction for the next couple decades? You know, this is an overnight fix. It's not a fa- You know, you're not going to post something on Facebook and fix this to a social media Band-Aid. You know, I mean, how, how the heck do we actually fix society? It, you know, pornography is just off the charts. I mean, just, yeah. I mean, how do we fix a... Anyway. So what we're going to do is we're, we're going to use this platform... As we would a history book. We're going to go through it and we're going to say, what happened to Robbie? And we're going to do a series of different talks, kind of looking at the issues of what we can learn as men that are set apart to do God's will and how we can look at this and say, let's let's protect our brothers. Let's protect each other. Let's hold each other high into what God is calling us into another level of accountability to be Living as light bearers before him. <laughs> yeah, one thing I want to uh, I want to make really clear at the onset, specifically in this introduction yeah. to the series that we're getting into, is that this is absolutely godly that what we're doing. 
And and I know that there's a bunch of people out there that are like, oh my God, don't talk about other people. You can't judge. Yeah, you can't <laughs> judge. Are you, are you guys, you know, talking about another preacher? Okay, this is Second Timothy chapter four. This is Romans yeah, chapter sixteen. Right, right. This is half the Psalms. This is multiple chapters in First and Second Samuel about David and Solomon. This is yep. the entire book of Judges. This it's over and over and over. The the point is is we are not trying to to blast Ravi and say that he's just, you know, he was Satan incarnate. The point is is that we're taking failures and 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 problems that exist that are absolutely public now. Yeah. Absolutely public. This is this is David, this is this is so important that David is literally one of the central figures and themes of all of scripture. And yet he was one of the most in this section of his life was one of the most detestable and immoral people in all of scripture. Yeah. And so it's not wrong. In fact, the scriptures even say that uh, we that when God would come to these these kings that would come after David, he says, "I want you to to measure your life. I basically want you to measure your life by the by the standard of the kingdom of David, except for the whole Bathsheba thing." Yeah. And that literally is in the scriptures where God says, except for the Bathsheba thing, where God is, if anybody is letting someone sin out of the bag, it's God. God wrote the scriptures. God sent Samuel so it wouldn't happen. God sent Nathan so it would be right. I mean, it was, there was a lot of things that God wanted to do to protect David from the situation. But when David got into the situation, God used that situation, made it super public, put it in a Bible that's we got writings that are 4,500 years old that God gave us and said, hey, let me tell you about David. Here's good David. Here's super bad David. Don't be like bad David. Be like good David. Right. But it, he, God didn't shy away from the conversation. God didn't even shy away from the details. Gave us the raw, dirty details about what happened. And it's absolutely godly for us to sit here and use the examples that was in Robbie's life to make personal applications in all of our lives. Yep. Yep. One of the issues that's going to come out that we're going to address in all of these films, each one of these, is how do you get to this point? You know, a lot of us, all of us, struggle with something. You know, we've all got those things that peek out every day. Hopefully, you're in repentance over those things. You're working on them. You're, you're taking positive strides in your relationship with God to reconcile those both with God and with man. But how do you, how does this happen? How do you all of a sudden have somebody on the pinnacle of this? And the Bible describes it with words like this, lovers of self, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient, ungrateful, unholy, haters of good, malicious gossips, and you know, everything else. And you, you see a person who's supposed to be in the limelight of Christianity and they meet a lot of these descriptions. Right. That's hard for Christians to come to terms with is how does that happen and it shouldn't happen. Right. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, the obviously the whole context here is that we want to take some things, pull out of the Robbie story in the same way the scriptures pull out of like a David story or a Solomon story and pull those out and say, how is this applicable exactly in your, you, yeah. every single, uh, every single watcher, every single listener, there is application to your life mm -hmm. that you are going to be presented with by the Holy Spirit, and what are you going to do about it? Are you going to, same, same? Are you going to keep going? You're not that bad? Things aren't that bad? I'm still hanging on? Or are you going to say, hey, you know what? <laughs> this is uh, as terrible as it is that a major name 
in, in Christianity fell, it would be even more terrible for me to know about it, find out what was going on in his life, and then also make a similar fall. So, but th that's a really valid point, for real. But we all have those places. We're all on a journey moving yeah. from glory to glory, deeper in faith, right? So we can take these exact situations, whether it's scripturally or one of our brothers that just walked out of a spot like that and say, whoa, I don't want to get into that ride. I want to stay open and transparent with those I walk with. That's the spin. That's the, that's the task, I believe, to bring this to light in a scriptural, biblical way that has application in all of our lives. Yeah, I know for me, when I think about the story and the pain that it brings my personal life and just the world that we live in, there's a trap, there's a pressure in our culture of bigger, badder, better, you know, go out, you know, it's all about being famous and viral and, and all this stuff. There's such a pressure for that stuff that we miss the, the larger goals that God's not, he's really not working us into people who are famous. He's working us into people who are faithful. Yes. And so it's the brotherhood here is about my walk with God maturing in a faithful way. That's all that matters to God. God could care less if this video hits 500,000 views. He could care less if, you know, if I make a statement. I mean, he can use us in those ways. But his main goal in our lives is that we're actually we're faithful unto death for him. That his name would be glorified right. no matter what happens things. on our lives. Right. And so when Paul says, hey, preach the gospel, but then make sure you're, you're living the message that you're preaching. That's where the accountability comes in. That's where, you know, we're going to kind of look at some of the breakdown of Robbie's life. Just as an example, I mean, thank God for David. Because if it wasn't for David, if God would have made some pristine person like the goal, the, 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 you know, I'm right. like, you know, nothing that the average guy can't can't identify with. You know, maybe Ivory Tower guys can identify with, but the average dude that's a man's man out there, you know, David's a great guy to look at as an example. And and so uh, so that's my heart in this journey. Now, if you videos. take that and you we've talked about David a little bit, and I'm sure we're going to talk about him more here. But you take that, and a lot of times people say, well. How bad is our culture? You know, you hear, are we in the end times? You know, where do we line up with Sodom and Gomorrah or the Canaanites or, right. you know, things like that. And I, I always find it interesting that you have this life of David, which was a lot of a holy train wreck. I don't know how to say that anywhere else. You know, the, the guy with, you know, the archetype heart for God, but also the archetype heart for sin at the same time. And it's the same person that we right. get. And then afterward, God is going to decide to give his son, Solomon, the most wisdom of anybody after he looked at his father's life. And what does he say? You just go through the Proverbs and, you know, these are the headings in here. Enticements of sinners, pursuit of wisdom being security, rewards of wisdom, father's instruction, parental counseling, pitfalls of immorality. We might spend some time on that one today. <laughs> the harlot, condemnation of wisdom, wisdom's invitation, contrasting the wicked and the upright. This one's really good. This is Proverbs 11, which really hits this on the head, where there is no guidance, the people fall, but in abundance of counselors, there is victory. Amen. That's yep. huge. That's and that's huge. really what we're going to use this history lesson, looking at Ravi <clears throat> and saying, how can we apply this to what's been given to us in the Bible and step forth to live as men of valor?